Live from the rooftop of the Herman London Real Estate Group in beautiful downtown Maplewood, it's the St. Louis Realtor Podcast with your host, Adam Cruz. Welcome, welcome everybody to the St. Louis Realtor Podcast live from the rooftop of the Herman London Real Estate Group. I'm your host, Adam Cruz, with my co-host here, Shannon St. Pierre. Hello. We're excited today because we have two very, very special guests, really three very special guests. We've got the Valenza team from Herman London here, Vinny and Ann, and Junior. Is he Junior? Vinny Junior. Vinny Junior. Vinny Junior. Cool. So, and how old is Vinny Junior now? Four months and counting. Four months. Wow. All right. So we are going to just get into a bunch of different topics with the Valenzas. But first, uh, Shannon, let's talk about how this crazy, crazy real estate market is affecting everything. The sellers are getting way more than they're even asking for. I don't know that they're getting way more. I think things are just not sitting on the market. Things are, you know, there's a lot of activity out there. I think a lot of... um, People have come out from hibernation from this really dark, cold winter that it's been. So we must now be I feel different like deals because I'm seeing people getting twenty thousand dollars over asking price. Yeah, but I do a lot of investment stuff, so that hasn't necessarily been, you know. So I do some res, you know, some yeah. of the residential has just gone quick, and yeah, there's been I think multiple offers, but um, hasn't been at crazy, crazy out of control. But the investment properties I've seen are. Like what would normally be sitting on the market for longer is now just kind of flying off the shelf, and I'm like, okay. But for for not for multiple offers, and you're not, not having to go way over. Not having to go way over, yeah. But it's kind of like this, yeah. Like um, I think people are purchasing buildings for more with and they're less quality. I'm dealing with a lot of buyers that are trying to buy in really popular areas where we go and we love it, and we know we have, you know. It went from where we would try to negotiate on a property to now we're having to beg, essentially, to be the one who gets the property. To just look you know? at the offer. Just just please take us over the six other offers that you have. Right. And so we're having to use all these different tactics and strategies. And, and uh, it's interesting. But if you're listening and you're interested in buying real estate, give us a call because we do have... We've sort of perfected, I think, our little tactics to, to win out on those bids, but... Let's yeah, get into it. Say. You ready? I think one reason, you know, that uh, is probably bringing the uh, lower amount of days on market for the investment properties is, you know, a lot of buyers that we deal with, you know, on the residential side are realizing that they are not able to get the homes that they might want, you know, so maybe purchasing a fixer upper is, you know, their only option. So I think it's probably driving a lot of uh potential clients, you know, to those homes. Yeah. And it, it's a really great way to go. I'm a huge um, fan of fixer uppers just because I think that you can get a really good value. And if you're really, if you're willing to do some of the sweat equity and put some of the time and headaches into fixing up a place, I think it, it really can be a um, smart investment wise for you. So with the Valenzas today, my goal is to talk about at least three main topics uh, number one, I want to learn and for the listeners to all learn about uh, kind of like working with your spouse uh, to basically you guys own your own business with your spouse and you work together every day. Um, you also, I know you do business everywhere, but you've done a really good job on kind of building your name on the hill. I wanted to hear about that. And then all, just sort of juggling, just sort of juggling everything. You know, I know you guys have three kids now and stuff like that. So would you mind just giving us a little introduction tell the listeners about the Valenza team how you got into real estate and stuff like that 
Sure. About five years ago, uh, Vinny became a realtor um, so that we could sell our house over near Maplewood in St. Louis City, and that was our first deal. And then we bought a house on the hill where we've lived for almost five years. Um, Can't believe it's been five years already. I know. Uh, time for crazy. And then um, about two years ago, um, Vinny also works with his um, family at uh, Blue City Deli, and so um, he thought it would be a good idea. If nice could... little plug, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he thought it would be a good idea if I got my license so that we could work together um, to help our clients more fully. So two years ago, um, I got my license, and then we've worked together since and have really enjoyed working as a couple. I'm shocked that you've only been licensed for two years because you've done so much business, but I think you and I have a relationship where we talk a lot about the deals and and I love that when our agents are willing to kind of get me involved and talk about the details and the strategies and stuff like that. And you do a really good job with that. So uh, We appreciate your help and that you're always there when we call you. Yeah, so your family owns Blue City Deli? Yeah, we, uh, me and my dad started it 15 years ago. And um, about four years ago, my brother Joe really started getting into artisan baking. And that sort of segued into uh, Neapolitan-style pizza. So... Uh, Three, three plus, about four years ago, we opened up Mellow's Pizzeria, which is just a side project, really. It's uh, it's located in the garage behind Belucity Deli, and that's open Thursday and Friday evenings right now. But, Love it. Yeah. And I've seen you guys in the press and all that stuff. Your family seems to be good at kind of figuring out the uh, ingredients to make a really popular, you know, successful restaurant. Yeah, because I think what's interesting about the pizza, it's really good, by the way. Okay. Um, and so we um, will order it. And it's just very, I mean, you have, it seems like you have this super fine-tuned, perfect recipe for this business, right? Yeah. Like, because it's not just about the pizza, but you have limited ingredients. Mm-hmm. And it's just like Thursday and Friday. It's not even on Saturdays, right? No, I uh, mean, yeah. we are hoping to add Saturday evenings on. It's been a challenge with the labor side of things. When we initially opened the pizzeria, we had hoped for it to be a lunchtime place, but... Our lunch business, I guess people just don't really associate pizza with lunchtime, you know? So we noticed our, we were open a couple nights a week for dinner. Those nights were just, you know, super busy, 100 people coming through. Whereas lunch, you know, we'd have, you know, 15, 20 people every day for lunch. We're like, this really isn't, you know, we're, we're breaking even. This isn't really working out. So I think people, you know, just think in their head, you know, I'm going to eat, you know, pizza for dinner and a sandwich for lunch. So hoping to add Saturday evenings on, but Thursday and Friday have been, great and like you said it's very a very simple menu so just typical with neapolitan style pizza it's very it's the you know original pizza that was started in naples italy very simple ingredients you know so you guys this family has been really good at kind of like getting together and really strategizing and coming up with plans for the restaurants and obviously that's worked and i think your family here between you and ann you guys probably are you know you as you work together do you spend a lot of time talking and strategizing about your business and we do. A lot of evenings we get together and we just discuss, you know, who are current clients, who are potential future clients, you know, how can we better serve them? Basically a lot of looking over our checklist, you know, making sure that we dotted all of our I's and crossed all of our T's. There's nothing, you know, too special about it. It's just having, you know, due diligence and, you know, continually checking up on our clients. And Anne has really been good at this, just having, you know, great communication with our clients, just keeping that uh, line of communication open, you know, whether it's phone calls or text or email or however, you know, the client prefers, but just having a you know, regular communication, keeping them up to date on, 
you know, what tasks are coming up, you know, with the transaction and what, you know, we've just completed, what's done and what's down the road, two weeks and all that sort of thing. And your guys' relationship or would you say you're competitive with each other at all? Um, I don't think so. We just try to work on each other's strengths so that the, the job gets done. Yeah, so I think it's really interesting. I was thinking about husband and wife couples when they work together, and I would like to preface this by saying I absolutely love my husband. We're totally meant to be together, but I could never work with him, right? And he says pretty much the same thing about me. But so, do you guys? Do you just know each other's strengths, and you bring different? There's definitely strengths, you know, that Anne has. Um, I feel like uh, with her, you know, like I said, the constant communication, you know, with the other agent or the clients. I work part-time, you know, at my family's restaurant a few days a week. So uh, that was really the reason that she got her license so that we could, you know, keep everything up to date and uh, be in constant communication, you know, with our clients. So I think that's her strength. Um, I So is Ann just to the front person and you're kind of like, you just kind so. of the support where Vinny, you're kind so of, Vinny's, even though you're still a team. Right. Vinny yeah. shows the homes. He does comps he does a lot of the searching for homes for buyers and okay. then he helps in negotiation yeah i really enjoy um you know just scouring the internet for potential homes for clients and uh you know trying to find those especially in this market you know where everything you know like we said is just maybe on for one or two days you know a lot of these homes especially the areas that are really hot and searching for homes online i really like to you know delve deep into uh, a home that might not have been on somebody's radar, potential clients, you know, sort of show them the possibilities, you know, whether it be taking a fixer upper and rehabbing it, things like that, or just finding a house that was maybe outside of their, you know, core criteria of what they were looking for. How it could work for them. Yeah. So are your clients open to that? Some are, you know, and some, you know, are very specific on, you know, what they like. But I mean, with this market, a lot of times you'll find that, you know, when you take somebody out, and maybe they'll, it'll be hard for them to find a home they like. They finally find the home they like. They're not ready to pull the trigger. And then, you know, bam, first day it's gone. So mm-hmm. the clients, I feel like, you know, once they are involved in the process, they realize, you know, pretty quickly that they're either going to have to, you know, change up what they're looking for or be open to the possibility of buying a fixer upper or, uh, you know, going outside of, you know, the areas that they had originally you know, planned on buying. When you're, when you guys have a new client in your, in your business, whether it be a seller or a buyer, do one of you, like if it's someone that you met, for example, Vinny, do you take that client like from start to finish or does Ann play a role? And then, or, you know, how do you guys kind of split up the duties? Yeah, there's um, definitely shared duties pretty much on every client. I feel like since the baby was born in January, like Ann was saying, I've been in charge of you know, showing most of the properties. Anne has been in more of a lead type role when it comes to communicating with the uh, agent on the other side and also with the clients. I mean, I will communicate with the clients as well. I focus more on showing the houses, running comps, just helping scour, you know, the internet and find out, like I was saying, some potential uh, houses that might not have been uh, originally in the plan. And then for, for from the client's perspective, I guess you guys try to make it as smooth for them as possible to not where like Ann asked them a question, they answer it. And then two days later you're asking the same question. Yeah. Do, do you and Ann, I know you talk all the time, obviously, 
but do you also like CC each other on each on all the emails or how do you kind of yeah, keep we, each other in the loop? We each have, you know, an independent email, but then we have the Valenza team at Herman London and that goes to both of us. So we can, you know, we just check it every time, you know, an email comes through. So everything sort of goes through that email, even though we both have an independent email so we can see everything that's, you know, being sent. The communication between you guys is super important because I've seen like teams in the past that they try to say, Hey, you get two for the price of one, but then the client's going, Hey, I told you something, but now I'm out with your partner and they don't know it, right. you know? And so it sounds like you guys are really worked that out. We try to have at least a weekly, you know, meeting to go through all of our deals. Sometimes it's more frequent than that, but a specific meeting to make sure we're up to speed on, you know, all the, all the things that need to be done for each deal. Yeah. I mean, during these, you know, busy times of the year, spring and summer, you know, every evening we're at least discussing a specific transaction that's happening or we're going through our whole client list. It's not, you know, every day that something is happening, but at least, you know, reiterating, you know, at least to ourselves what's happening, you know, what did this client say we need to check on? What did that agent say we need to do? So having that daily update during these busy times, I feel like is very important. Just from knowing you guys, to me, the amazing thing about that you're able to make that work is that I think you're both very interested in the business. You're both very respectful of each other, right? And you both care about your clients. And so, we, I mean, I don't know. I think we've all seen other teams that are not so great at that. And and people are probably listening going, like Shannon said, I could never work with my spouse, you know. But you guys seem to be really good at, like, just wanting it to work. Yeah, and I mean, we do enjoy our, each other's company. So, I mean, <laughs> we're good friends, you know, on top of uh, just being husband and wife too. Yeah, I will say, um, you know, I don't talk to you as often, Vinny, but I talk to Anne a lot and she'll call. And um, I think the one thing that is awesome about Anne, which really goes to both of you, is how um, behind the client and how much you want to do the right thing, make sure you have the best interest of the client's in in mind and you really kind of fight for them because other agents will push back a lot right like it's it's sometimes really difficult to get some of these things done and it's easy to bow down or it's easy the easy thing is to do is just be like oh never mind you know like but nope and doesn't like to let things go i've noticed (laughs) (laughs) and she keeps going and going and she's like i'm gonna keep calling until i get the right answer and then i'm gonna formulate my plan yeah and And i mean Anne is a very honest person. I mean, anybody that knows her, you know, knows that. So, and I think she's honest and firm and straightforward and has, yes, for sure. So, I mean, that really helps too with just getting to the bottom of, you know, all the different things that pop up, you know, when we have a transaction, because that's really what the clients want is they want the truth. So, yeah. And I think that's really important for sellers though, because I think the hardest thing is that agents will walk in and tell sellers what they want to hear what they think they want to hear where I've noticed Anne has probably walked in a few times and said probably not what they wanted to hear but it's been the truth it's sure. been it's been in their best interest to know this information to help them you know go to market with the best yeah. foot forward sometimes I tell them not to sell their house but <laughs> I've done that though I've done, I've done yeah. that more than a couple times you know it's not the right situation right yeah. it doesn't make the best it doesn't make the sense. Yeah. I mean, um, there's financially a, sometimes for people to sell their house at a certain point, you know, if you purchased your house, you know, when the market was up, even though the market is up now, it might've been a situation where, you know, you're not going to 
come out on top or you're, you're just barely yes. get, you're going to break even, you know, so, you know, hold on to that house a few more years and you'll be better off. You know, you'll be in a better financial situation then. Right. And so what do you guys do about having uh, the kids? You divide and conquer. It sounds like maybe you bring the kids on some appointments with you. Yeah. I mean, we never bring all the kids. Just Vinny's so young right now. He sort of has to come with us. You know, I mean, we have a, a handful of babysitters that we work with. Also, my parents live in the neighborhood with us, which is nice. So the girls love going over to grandma and grandpa's and, and hanging out. But you have, a, I guess, a good relationship with your clients, and they kind of trust and respect you guys, too, so they don't mind if you occasionally bring someone along. And- yeah, and Vinny's been a good baby. I mean, he uh, he knows we're on a meeting, and <laughs> he stays nice and quiet. Yeah, I'm uh, very <laughs> impressed with the Vinny Jr. over there. It's, uh, I, it's brave. It's so brave to bring a baby into a room. Only 18 more years until he can get his real estate license. I know. We're looking forward to the Valenza team growing. All right, do you mind if I switch and start talking about the hill a little bit? No, let's do it. One of the things that I see uh, a lot of realtors do as they kind of start getting into their business and growing is they sort of like to choose a niche of some sort, whether it's an area of town, uh, whether it's a type of business, short sales, foreclosures, whether it's a type of client like investors, like Shannon was mentioning earlier. And you guys live and love the hill, right, which is um, sort of a – little niche area of the city, I guess you could say. And so you wouldn't say that you've just focused on the hill, right? Probably about, you know, 70% of our business is across South City and South County, you know, with a couple of, you know, West County listings and Saint, a little bit in St. Charles and Jefferson County, but I'd say primarily South City and South County. So your business is probably primarily referral-based, right? Yes. But if you feel like, I know that you guys were doing coaching and stuff for a while, and we can talk about that, but if you feel like getting out and door knocking or something like that, that would be something you would do on the Hill. Sometimes we don't have to door knock. We just have to take a walk with the kids and talk to the neighbors, and then we'll hear about a house that is going to go up for sale just by being neighbors. But I think that that's what's interesting about the Hill is that it's a really, I mean, it is a unique neighborhood and people do come out and neighbors talk and, um, you know, which I think is a great thing on so many different levels, but that's what I think it, because you live on the Hill, that's how you get that information. And you guys seem to kind of entrench yourselves over there. And that's, Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, one thing, you know, we really like about the Hill is just the, the neighborly factor of it. I mean, there's a lot of cool shops and great restaurants. but uh, um, Amazing restaurants, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like Ann was saying, you know, we might take a walk and uh, there's so-and-so, you know, across the street. Oh, your brother's selling their house over on Daggett? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll go talk to him, you know, that sort of thing. So, I mean, that the Hill for a long time was almost all the real estate was, you know, done off the, off the market. So... Uh, now, Do you still see that? I have heard that. About- there's definitely some that happens. I mean, my um, brother bought a house on Shaw. They had heard their next door neighbors were going to sell their house. So before it went on market, we helped my parents purchase the house. There's just And actually, my brother, when he purchased his house, I don't know if it was actually to the point of being on market, but Anne was at St. Ambrose Church, and she <laughs> talked to Father Bomarito. She said, hey, I'm looking for a house for my brother-in-law. He said, Oh, go talk to so and so. And so she ran. Say, I think that that describes yeah. the hill to the T. That's just yeah. it's a thorough network. It's just everybody kind of I feel like knows everybody. Exactly. So I mean, yeah. Once you're there, I mean, you meet all the neighbors really quick, and then you know everybody, and you know about who's thinking about selling and who uh, wants to buy, and 
you know, you just put it all together. Yeah, and it seems to be really difficult to buy on the Hill, though. I mean, yeah. there doesn't ever seem to be that many listings. Um, They're doing a ton of new construction, right? And they're, you're getting some really pricey homes there. Yeah, I mean, people are buying, you know, uh, one or two bedroom homes and, you know, knocking them down and putting up a 2,000 square foot home. And Yeah, so that's a popular thing to do over there. Yeah, and Which we've is- seen a lot of them all over. And, you know, the prices are, you know, more than... I would have imagined, you know, when we first moved there, but I mean, it's been, uh, you know, partly just cause the market has increased and centrally located in the city where, you know, they can have a new build if possible, you know, or just a great older home, you know, that two beds and has a great neighborhood, you know, with nice neighbors and great places to go and. So let's talk about that new development, though, because there are, I mean, what I think is interesting also about the Hill is you haven't seen it. I mean, you see new builds here and there popping in between, but there's some some big developments going on where you have whole rows of townhomes going in and yeah, right selling along, what seems like very high on the yeah. high end. Yeah, right along King's Highway there, there's the development they've been working on for the past couple of years. So I'm hoping, you know, this year we can actually start to see some actual, you know, buildings going up. Right now it's just been... I know there's a long process. I think I think they found maybe some hazardous material when they were tearing some of the old buildings down there. There's some old warehouses. So the project, you know, has I think taken longer than originally planned, but I'm excited to see some some new places going up. I own a house right there at uh, Bischoff and Hereford at, at our Cugiono place. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard, I think that the, that house is probably like 30 years old by now. But I think that that used to be like an old spaghetti factory that was there. Oh, okay. They tore that down and built that little neighborhood, you know. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what they're doing essentially across the street. They're used, when I lived in that house, those were just basically abandoned buildings as far as I knew mm-hmm. with spray paint and stuff all over them. So do you see this as a good thing for the hill? Or is it they're bringing in too many yeah. new people or like it's going to change How does the, the What's the attitude on the hill with I, all the neighbors? I mean, not not necessarily. Yeah, pros and cons. I mean, I've definitely, you know, some of the people that have been there for a long time, I think they are afraid of, you know, the changes that might come. But I mean, I don't see, you know, how new buildings could be worse than an old dilapidated warehouse. You know? I think they're, pro- <laughs> I, I'm point. guessing they're more worried about just all the extra people. Yeah. You know? And I mean, the hill is, you know, sort of uh, limited as far as parking goes. So I know... In the original plan, this was a couple of years ago when they were first announcing it, I think there were uh, not enough parking spots for how many like places they were putting in. So I guess there is maybe a possible fear of you know more traffic. I mean, Adriana's yeah. is probably loving that, but all the right. other neighbors who have to fight for a spot on the street already, right? Yeah, and I mean, uh, at our house, you know, we ran into a situation. I mean, it's not... A bad situation but you know having a popular restaurant you know on the corner you run into an issue especially on the weekends thursday through saturday evenings where you know you might not get the parking spot in front of your house so a couple years ago we put a parking pad in our backyard and i mean of course that solved the problem i I know not everybody has that option but you know it's the pros and cons that come along with being in a popular uh, neighborhood in the city so do you think that that parking thing is what played into this new trend where everyone has a golf cart or is that just because uh, it's, it's so pro- fun to drive a golf cart <laughs> <laughs> i never thought about it from that perspective i mean i think it's uh yeah that, i think it's it, just fun it, it's Let's- fun i mean you see the golf carts you know in all of the you know quote unquote fun neighborhoods in the city you know you see them in soulard ben park lafayette mm-hmm. square the hill i think it's just you know if you're in a neighborhood that is fun with a lot of uh destinations to go to it's fun just to hop in the golf cart and not have to worry about, you know, 
getting into the car and it's just open. You can, it's, I, th- I feel like it's probably, you're, you know, you feel a little bit more connected with the neighborhood, you know, when you're in a open vehicle like that. When I lived there, there was like three people that had golf carts. And now I think you guys just had a, was it the Columbus Day Parade? And there was like 80 golf carts or something like that. I feel like it's almost becoming mandatory. If you live on the hill, you have to get a golf cart. Well, that's like Soulard, right? <laughs> yeah. like, but you, I mean, you have to have a garage to be able to have a golf cart, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I do know some people that just, you know, sort of like throw a tarp over it, you know, or like you could probably they make buy, covers yeah. for them. I see them in Soulard. It's, it's a pretty extravagant cover, but I don't know how much it costs. But yeah, it's, it's pretty... Um, it's as good as a garage, I would say. So as our local hill experts, you know, the, one of the nice things about sort of, you know, choosing that niche or whatever is I think that when people, especially people at our company, but other people, when they think of the hill real estate, they call you, you know, I've definitely had people that said, Hey, I want to buy a house on the hill. And who's the first person I call the Valenza team. Right. Sure. And so I'm guessing that that's been good for you guys just to be and any realtor that's kind of thinking of as a niche is then you're going to get the calls from people that are. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when you're an agent, you know, and you're, uh, involved in your neighborhood, it just, it just makes sense, you know, that, you know, sort of the ins and the outs of the neighborhood. And, um, you might have a little bit of an edge over somebody who doesn't live in the neighborhood on how to, you know, approach a transaction or how to, yeah. How to value a house. Like you'll know more about, Oh, well that one is, has this weird feature of it or whatever than somebody else might. Yeah. And I mean, um, if you just look at the hill, you know, and uh, you didn't live in St. Louis, you'd say, well, there's no way those homes, you know, are that valuable because there's a place that's sold, you know, on the other side of Hampton or the, the north side of 44 for a lot less money. But it's like when you're there, you know, you know the specifics, you know, that you know that there's something special about the neighborhood itself. So let's ask each one of you, what is your favorite restaurant? And uh, on the hill, of course. Sure. And if you want to, you can break that down by lunch and, and dinner because I think there's a big difference. Um, well, aside from Blue City, of course. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. their favorite restaurant on the on hill. On the hill. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Okay. I mean, uh, Antonino's is right at the corner of our street. So uh, I, I, am I stealing that one for you? For, yeah. <laughs> sorry, that's Ann's favorite. <laughs> is that your favorite lunch or dinner or both? I think it's both. Both. I now, really, why? What do you get there? Um, I like the, the Euro. Lunch. The and chicken euro? No. The, the lamb, regular euro. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then... Sometimes you guys get pizza for dinner, don't you? Yeah. Um, I really like their uh, euro salad, too. It's just a regular like house salad, but it has the euro meat on it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm surprised. I thought I was going to get either a Joya's or an Adriana's maybe I really, for lunch. I'll, I'll say Adriana's for me. Adriana's? Yeah. Okay. I, I like mean, to go to Zia's for lunch because you get like... Lunch prices with, you know, dinner quality food or whatever. Yeah, Zia's is good, too, especially for pasta. But I like Adriana's, you know, just uh, coming from uh, a sandwich background, you know, there's a lot of sandwich places in St. Louis, you know, and I feel like a lot of places, you know, don't really reach that level of, you know, what I consider to be, you know, expertise, you know, or perfection. But I feel like Adriana's, you know, they're they're right up there with Blue City Deli. So I really uh, I enjoy going there and eating their sandwiches. All right, so what keeps you guys motivated? I mean, you're you're working together, and uh, you know, as realtors, you don't have a boss. You know, what would would you say would keep you guys motivated to keep going every day and keep fighting for your clients and looking for new business and all that type of thing? We really enjoy helping people. So a lot of our clients are people that we know through the deli or church or different friends, and it's exciting to be able to help them find their homes or sell their homes for a good profit um, and be a part of that big time in their lives. 
Yeah, I feel like, you know, um, and I, I know it's like this for a lot of agents, but, you know, when you meet with a client, you sort of figure out a little bit of their backstory and, you know, what their hopes and dreams are, you know, for their future home. It helps you connect with the person and you get emotionally involved, you know, which I know they say you're not supposed to get emotionally involved, especially, you know, when it comes to buying a home and when you get attached to the home. But it is good, I think, for the agents to become emotionally involved, you know, with their clients on a certain level. Obviously, you want to be level headed when the client needs you to be. But to have that emotional connection, I feel like really helps the agent, you know, fight for their client and look for the best deal and, you know, try to find the right home, you know, for the buyers or uh, try to get the right price for the sellers. So what's been your favorite deal? So Vinny and I have had the opportunity to help host a block party um, each year on our block. We have we live on um, Dempsey Avenue and it's only one block long. So another gal in our neighborhood and I are block captains. And at our one of our block parties, um, we have a neighbor and she said, my sister's looking for a house on the hill. And we had just met someone else talking about selling their house on the hill. And we were able to have them come together. And both parties were really excited. It was just a nice way to um, help both people out, but also um, build up our community. So we got a new neighbor and then helped an old neighbor um, move to a beautiful mansion in Iowa um, Ooh, that they're nice. going to restore that they got for a steal. So it was a, a fun deal. So, yeah, so you do a block party? Yeah, just in August 18th. You get like a bounce house, you go all out, or is this well, just like, we come have on the fire out, truck. like a... Sometimes a fire truck comes. There's a few kids on the block. Where it's growing. And then we... Um, oh, I like the fire truck idea. This year, it's, it's going to be August 18th, which is um, one of our neighbors, Gertrude. It's her, I think, 93rd birthday. So we're going to celebrate Gertrude's birthday and have our block party on the 18th. Of so anyone who's listening who lives on Dempsey, <laughs> on your block... All, like, can five come, people. Can so come on August there 18th. ten houses on there? <laughs> But I, I can get that. So you guys were just doing something nice for the neighborhood and your neighbors and having fun, and you ended up getting business out of that, and that's rewarding, and you and you had fun with that? I love block parties, though. It brings out neighbors that you don't normally see or talk to because... Yeah, so like a family reunion. For yeah, it is kind of nice. I like doing it. All right, so this is the first podcast we've had with the baby in the room, and if you notice, Anne is much more of a talker than we've gotten out of Anne today, but that's because she's been taking care of little Junior. And now we're doing a diaper change, and so this is this is just part of working with the Valenza team, right? <laughs> this is life. Yeah, and you, it's it's been interesting to see even in this podcast how you guys have taken on different roles and kind of helped each other out. So um, I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys the five questions we ask every guest, if you don't mind. Sure. And uh, answer at your leisure here. So oh, I like that diaper change. He, so Vinny just changed the baby's diaper, but then bothered to put the pants back on. Just like, hey, I'm done. Well, there's that's, a reason behind that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who lives under your roof? Uh, so there's me and Anne, and then we have our daughter Mary, who's seven. Joan is four, and Vinny, four months. And any pets? Uh, no pets. We, we had we chickens. Had chickens. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, well, We had chickens, but we... <laughs> We recently, you know, did you have them for dinner? <laughs> no, no, no. We sent them to Barnhart yeah, so we'd we have, have a, a bigger backyard in, for the kids. Ah, uh, yeah. Our cousin who lives in Barnhart, she is a chicken expert, so we sent them down there, and uh, you know, we're going to focus a little bit more on the kids. <laughs> yeah, well, it was probably fun for the kids to play with the chickens for a while. Yeah. It was, you know, but uh, it's nice to get your yard back too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that is one thing, you know, on the hill. I mean, some uh, places on the hill have a nice big lot, but. Ours is somewhat limited in space, so 
the kids are getting to the age where they want to run around the backyard and play soccer. So having a little bit more uh, space with grass mm-hmm. is nice for them. All right. Uh, where are you your best? I think we're our best. I don't know. I'm, I'm my best, I guess, with our family, like, you know, working together. So being a mom and um, helping people out as a realtor, being a good wife, I guess. Ooh. That's pretty broad. I don't know. <laughs> the best I've got, Adam. It's the end of the meeting. <laughs> uh, where am I my best? I don't know. I, uh, I really enjoy, you know, just... Um, I think, you know, like I said earlier, you know, the, the strengths, you know, that I have, you know, in real estate would be, um, showing homes and, and running comps and, you know, looking for dream homes for people. All right. Do you have a favorite blog or podcast? Uh, We talked about it earlier, but I watch a lot of Joe, Joe Rogan on YouTube. Okay. And, and do you have like a favorite book? I Trixie Belden. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm reading Mary right now, and it's very exciting. I read it when I was little. Are these so kids' books? That's a kids <laughs> book. Okay. It's Hold just on. a state like of life it. where I am. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure? I like chocolate. Uh, guilty pleasure. I mean, like I told you earlier, I've been on a, a low-carb diet, so whenever I can... Uh, grab a piece of pizza from Mellow's. That's my my guilty pleasure. Okay. And last question. Who is your mentor and how have you thanked them? I mean, I'd say my dad is probably my biggest mentor. I've been working with him for 15 years now at the restaurants. And, uh, you know, besides just giving me tons of training, you know, at the restaurants, it's you sort of, you know, help prepare me for life, you know, as most parents do. But having that extra uh, relationship that we have, you know, as business partners too, that's a good thing, you know, for me. And so how have you thanked him? I thanked him. Uh, I gave him three grandkids. I don't know. Wow. Seems like that. (laughs) Love it. Well, thank you everybody for listening. If you are somebody who has any topics that you want us to cover, any special guest suggestions, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. Podcast at HermanLondon.com. Give us a shout out. Um, And thanks for listening and take care.